0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is Sunday night and this, this is The Dipstick. Welcome to The Dipstick. My name is Greg. I'll be your host for this wild journey on any and everything. And tonight, we actually have a little bit of everything. Don't believe me? Well, how about pumpkin spray? Pumpkin spice spray. That's a thing. You can buy it. As well, California is the first state that ensures that all pets sold through pet stores are rescue animals. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. As well, there's a school district down in the States that's taking to kill a mockingbird out of the curriculum because, well, stay tuned to find out. You won't believe this. And last, but certainly not least, did you know that small doses of hydrogen sulfide are good for your immune system? That, if you're a husband, is a great thing. Stay tuned to find out what that actually is. This is The Dipstick. Let's get into it. Tonight we're in the car studio, we're going to start off with the most serious and real news And head down that slippery slope into things that are absolutely insane So To Kill a Mockingbird is a book most of us read in high school Or junior high school if that's the thing for you Atticus Finch, she was down in the Depression in Alabama It was an incredible story of racial tensions down in that era And a lot of those racial tensions you'll still find today unfortunately Which is why this book is so important How many of you have ever read a book or watched a movie that moved you in a way, whether it was for the protagonist or against the antagonist, only to find out that what you learned and what you felt was kind of against your own your own prejudice, your own presumptions, and that's an uncomfortable thing to be faced with something that you thought was real, based on whatever it was, only to find out that it's unreal, and that's uncomfortable, but it's good, it's good for everyone involved to get rid of these false narratives that we have in our life that, you know, that says that because people are different, they're less trustworthy, or whatever it needs to be. Now, I can understand getting rid of a book or a movie from a curriculum if it's offensive, if it doesn't add any value to the students' lives or the teachers' lives who are reading it and a part of the overall discussion, right? Because it's not about the book. It's about the discussion that comes out afterwards. But to remove this book because it makes people feel uncomfortable is insane. It's insane because that's the whole premise of the book. It's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable because there's things going on there that are real in today's world and absolutely should not be. We should treat everyone as equals and this book speaks exactly to that. And also the fact that life's not cut and dry that things are complicated and that's that's real. So to see a curriculum move this way is it's really unfortunate because I don't want my daughter growing up in a world where it's like hey, you actually don't have to think about anything hard. We're just going to make it easy for you because that's what life should be because it's it's just not. Anyway, if you're listening to this Please hear my heart in this, and if you haven't read To Kill a Mockingbird, stop what you're doing, go out and read it, watch the movie, do something to engage in that so that you actually know where I'm coming from in this. Wow, this was an intense take. If this bothered you, made you feel uncomfortable, well, that's a good thing, but don't worry, things get less intense as we go on tonight. I can't be alone in this, but when I go to Pet Mart or a pet store and I see the cats, the dogs, all the animals in there, I move. I just want to buy them all. Because they seem so sad, right? They seem so sad to be locked up in this cage and to have to put on a show and hopefully someone has enough pity on them and empathy to, to purchase them. Now, I'm an animal lover. I grew up my whole life with dogs in my family and I actually thought that I would be a zoologist at some point in my life. I used to get these wildlife fact files and every couple of weeks they would send me more files full of facts of different animals and I thought, you know what? Me and animals, we are one flesh. We are going to make this happen. And I'm going to commit my life to be, I think actually it was a a marine biologist. Anyway, I love animals, but I've never really understood this whole idea of breeding more and more animals and pets to sell because how many times have you heard the stories of the pet mills or the animals that get put down because they're an inconvenience or I bought a puppy for Christmas and now it's it's six months old and it won't behave and I don't have time for it so I'm just going to get rid of it like this happens all the time well in California they have just put into law and they are the first state to do this that any pet sold in a pet store needs to be a rescue animal. And I think this is great because we have shelters all over our cities that are trying to move animals and get them into proper homes to be looked after because they're great to have in the home. I remember hearing a story about how a dog is like the closest thing to unconditional love you'll ever get because no matter what happens in its life, it's going to love you no matter what. Now, I understand this is a weird change for a lot of people to know that oh, my dog has been used or it's I'm it, not its first home, like what? It comes with baggage, it's broken, it you know, it it it's different, it's not brand new. That's fine. Let's all relax and realize that this is a bigger picture here. Yeah, I might not have like the purebred blue blood dog that I want. And I'm sure there will always be that. But what I hope this does is put a lot of these puppy mills out of business because they don't do anything positive for humanity. And also, you can still have a great dog that's a rescue dog or a rescue cat that needs a good home. I've seen lots of them. I've seen lots of them, so I really hope that we see more and more states and provinces and countries around the world turn this into legislation because this is something that we need to address to make sure that we are sustainable and that we're creating like a, a positive impact on our society moving forward. I love animals. Let's look after them. We all have those friends and family members that absolutely hate the season fall because of pumpkin spice lattes. Pumpkin spice lattes are this cultural trend that we just can't escape, right? Starbucks has launched these pumpkin spice lattes, and we cannot get enough. We just know that when we finally sip on that buttery-flavored pumpkin spice syrup, it means fall is here, and that is great. Now, there is a lot of people in the world that hate pumpkin spice. They hate it. They think it's fake. They think it's gross. They hate fall, and most of these people, I'm sure, are just miserable in general. Well, a great gag gift for them is this new product that is pumpkin spice spray. Yeah, it's an edible spray that turns anything that you spray it on uh, pumpkin spice flavored. So people, like they, they show people spraying it in a, in a blank cup and then pouring coffee in it, boom, pumpkin spice coffee. Spraying it in a bowl, pouring some tomato soup in it, boom, tomato pumpkin spice flavored soup. It reminds me of like spray cheese, but a better version of spray cheese because this is something you might actually use. And I thought, you know, it'd be a lot of fun just to spray it on random things to make it smell like pumpkin spice. Like people might use it as deodorant. To say, hey, I, I smell great today. And I bet you people would say, hey, you do smell great. Or spray it in your car somewhere. Who needs an air fresh uh, air freshener? You can just spray it in the car. Like, hey, your car smells. Great, like pumpkin spice. Or if you really don't like someone, you can cover them in pumpkin spice spray, especially if they don't like that smell, because that is what you call getting even. Anyway, weird product. I might try it, though. And now on to the craziest story I've heard in a while. I got this take from Reader's Digest, which I figure is a reasonably reputable source. I mean, there's a lot worse sources like The Onion I could be taking my takes from. Anyway, I was reading there's a new study out that says small doses of hydrogen sulfide actually help improve your immune system over time. And that's great, especially if you're a husband. Because what is small doses of hydrogen sulfide? Yeah, it's those egg farts that people release all the time. The really, really rank ones are actually good for you. So if you're someone who struggles with a terrible diet and they can't help themselves, and they're always dropping bombs, like we like to say, you need to find those people and apologize for shaming them because all they are doing is helping you live a longer, healthier life. And it is wild for me to say those words that if you fart around me, I should be saying thank you for thinking of me. But I guess that's true. Now, you're probably arguing saying, hey, just because it's a scientific report doesn't mean it's true or, you know, accurate in the long term. And that's true, too, right? We'll probably see a report tomorrow that says, hey, broccoli is not a good thing for you. It actually ruins lives and futures. And, you know, it's science. But I like to think when science is fun, like when it says, hey, if you fart around someone, you're actually improving their immune system, then you need to take that and use it to your advantage because, well, well, why not? Why not? Hey, thanks for listening to the show tonight. This is the dipstick. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here. And that means a absolute ton to me. I like having fun. I like takes. Feel free to call in, use the discussion button. I love doing this. And I love when you listen and I love it so much. Why don't we do it again tomorrow? See you Monday night. Have a good one, everyone.